0: Hello everyone. This is Nicholas.
1: And this is Katrina.
0: And welcome to our episode.
1: You have to say the podcast title.
0: Welcome to the podcast. Fill your cup and level up. What?
1: I was gonna say I listened to the episode from last week and I totally said fill your cup and level up first.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I corrected you for no reason. What's this episode about?
1: This episode, we have another guest. This is our third guest on the show. Her name is Angie Hanshaw. And she, I don't know, I think she just has a really great outlook on life. And I think our conversation was really uplifting.
0: She went to ASU. So if you don't listen, I don't blame you.
1: (laughs) But in all seriousness, because that doesn't matter. (laughs) um, She has a really cool story to share. And really good insights just from her life and reflections. She has an awesome baking business on the side.
0: She's baking in Arizona. It's so hot there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, this episode also has puns. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we're going to talk about how to fill up her measuring cup. So that'll be good.
1: Yeah. And overall, just inspiring conversation. So hopefully you all enjoy it too.
0: I hope you enjoy the episode. Yeah, I was just going to ask to tell me about yourself.
2: <laughs> Great. Yeah, let's just jump right in. I am. <laughs> my name is Angie Henshaw. Um, I'm from Frederick, Maryland. I have lived in the Phoenix, Arizona area for the last few years, primarily for the sunshine and the warm weather and all that allows me to do my life right now. But Um, For work, I work as an analyst for a consulting firm, and I have a little baking business on the side that I have slowly been legitimizing over the last few years. It's definitely been a slow progression, but that really, I think, became a goal for me when my mom had gotten remarried in 2020 and I got to make her wedding cake. That feeling, you know, that I had gotten to make a cake for her special day, I think, I was just on top of the world and wanted to put myself in a place to be a part of someone else's special day. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I got going on that.
1: That's so cute that you got to make your mom's wedding cake or like a wedding cake in general. Um, had you been baking before that or was that kind of like your big break kind of thing?
2: Yeah, I I would say that was the first sort of start. I uh she got married in twenty twenty, which was the same year of COVID. And so when COVID hit, uh I feel like, you know, my life changed amongst everyone else's, but it gave me time to almost press pause on I think some of the things in my life that I thought were a priority and sort of like reevaluate and take a step back. And just kind of consider like what I was doing with my life. And um, baking was something I had always done growing up with my mom. It was just a tradition like many others, you know, around the holidays, like you look forward to it every year. But uh, it just became something that I wanted to do more and more and want it to be a seasonal thing. And so when she was getting remarried in 2020, it almost was like the perfect opportunity because she didn't get to have that big traditional wedding that most people dream of. And certainly, you know, it's her second marriage. So it looks a little different in general, I think for most people, but I had an opportunity to basically practice, you know, it's your mom's cake. She's going to love it no matter what it looks like. And you don't have this huge audience and these crazy eyes with high expectations. So it was sort of like my starting point of like, okay, I'm just going to give this my all. I'm going to do all the research and figure out what I need and all the tools and all the kind of knowledge and the steps behind it. Um, And so I just got going and I practiced beforehand and then it came time and her big take came and honestly, it was perfect. It was like, not the most perfect take by any means, but I would say it was presentable. And I was just so proud and just felt so special and my mom felt so special. And so yeah, from that day forward, it just became like, okay, I really need to do something with this.
0: So what sparked creating a business out of it and, and what does that business, does it specialize in cakes or does it take like a broad view of baking?
2: Uh, It's a great question. I, I think for so long, the baking thing, you know, I had my mom's big day, right? But then actually making it something real, like making something out of it was so intimidating to me. And I think maybe I didn't believe in myself the way that other people I did, you know, so I would bring desserts or treats, whatever it was, cupcakes, cakes, cookies, to to, I don't know, gatherings or birthdays or whatever it was. And like, if people offered to pay me, I just, I just couldn't even fathom it. I was just like, no, I'm good. Like, and they're like, okay, at least let me pay you for the cost of ingredients. And I'm like, okay, fine. But they believed in me so much more than I believed in myself. And it took years. I mean, that was twenty twenty and I just made it a business formally in twenty twenty three. So it took years to kind of build that confidence and say, like, okay, there is a reason people are in my ear telling me to do more and supporting me and pushing me forward. And so I finally just did it. I, I obviously did a lot of research. There's a lot that goes into it. I am still learning a ton and it differs state to state, even more so. So um I am still i'll be honest I'm still finding out kind of my niche and trying to figure out what kind of presence I wanna have, but um, I predominantly do cakes and cupcakes and cookies, and I don't really have like strong intentions behind it right now, like I don't have big goals, I don't have like a big social media presence. It's more like if you want to come look at my page and if you want to look at my website, you can, but I'm not going to, I guess, like put it in front of you. You know, like I just, I just haven't gotten that far yet. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think what you said about, you know, the past three years, people kind of saying stuff to you, encouraging you to take that next step is huge because just in one of our last episodes, one of the big things we were talking about was community and the people you surround yourself with. And it sounds like you have a really good circle around you that, you know, people like uplift you, try to help you be like the better version of yourself or like do more than you think you can. And I think that's that's really cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would I would just piggyback off that my dad always said to me growing up, like, you are a product of your environment, you know, like who you surround yourself with is so much of who you are and who you become. So I would say, I mean, that has impacted almost every decision I've made, whether I know it or not. And I would say it tremendously impacted like my confidence to move out to Arizona and be on my own like that played a huge role. So I just could not agree more. And I am just so grateful for the community that I do have. And I think as age, uh, uh, like as I age, as I get older, I just learn to appreciate it so much more.
1: Yeah, I think that's awesome.
0: Side note, she said her dad always said this statement. Uh Is there anything your parents always said? That yeah.
1: sticks in your head. <laughs> yeah, like I mentioned in the last episode something super similar to what your dad always said was my mom always said that tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. And I think it oh. has the same kind of same kind of feel.
2: Oh yeah. Totally the same. Yeah.
1: How about you?
0: My mom always just said it's a great day for a great day.
2: Like that oh that's a good one you know that is so much easier to say when you walk outside and it's sunny every day just so you know I know you guys left Arizona but <laughs> I'm okay. still hoping you'll come back
1: <laughs> well we left Arizona but we went to Denver and Denver is like the second sunniest I think it's supposed to be <laughs> supposed to be that's true it's not always this true in real life I yeah
2: I don't I thought I'd heard different things like I feel like their weather is about as bipolar as Maryland's so it's, I don't know it's guys...
1: crazy it's been like um throughout the summer it would hail and thunder every day at like 3 p.m on the dot even if it was sunny the whole time oh <laughs> it was ridiculous
2: oh my gosh I could not I just could not deal with that I wouldn't know what to do yeah. with it
1: <laughs> I guess we should move back
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
1: Okay. So I know, I mean, your baking business on the side sounds amazing. And I think it's cool that you're not very like pushy about it on the business end. It really sounds like it's just something you love to do. Yeah. But I know you also mentioned that you have a day job as an analyst for a consulting company. So how do you in your day-to-day strike a balance between pursuing things that you really love to do, like your baking business And then also meeting the expectations and the demands of your career and like your day job.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great question. I, I think I'm fortunate in that I have a job. I work for a company whose culture really tries to embody like the work life balance concept and they don't just preach it. I really do feel that. So I, I am grateful for that because I think it does really give me the balance to kind of. Uh, I guess, give my attention to both. But um, I will say I am very type A in a lot of ways. I have a lot of structure in my life in my day to day. I like it that way. I know there's two types of people. Some hate that some love it. I definitely need it. So having that structure around the things you know, you need to get done for that day. And then sort of keeping that mental checklist of all the things you'd like to get done. um, I just I think as long as you get done, your like must do's for the day. Everything else comes as, you know, you find the time and you just have to get comfortable with organizing and prioritizing your time effectively.
1: Yeah, I think prioritization seems to be like a really common theme with balancing everything in life. But I like that you were saying how you have a very good structure that works for you and your day to day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, being realistic with yourself, like sometimes, you know, it's going to be a random Tuesday and your day is just going to feel like it's a drag, you know, nothing about what you're doing for work that day. is really energizing you. You know, you don't really have anything exciting planned outside of that. So I think just being conscious of that and knowing like, okay, what can I do to just like make this day a little better, a little brighter. And I, think as long as you're intentional about or even aware of that, uh, that is a huge just kind of uplift in the day too.
0: No, that's pretty cool. I know we've we focused on work and baking, mm-hmm. but what fills your measuring cups?
1: <laughs> oh my
2: gosh. My measuring cup? What do you mean?
1: It was, supposed to be a
0: pun. <laughs> it was supposed to be a pun. It was supposed
2: to be a pun. Oh my God. I am disappointed I didn't catch that. That was well placed. You just have a poor audience. I don't catch those kind of things very well. That's on me. That's not on you. <laughs> um, okay. Yes. Yeah. So outside of, out of, um, you know, my career in baking, um, I have gotten on the sort of like health and wellness train, which um, might sound a little cliche, but uh, I will definitely stand by that just because I think for me, that hasn't always been the case. I have always, I think in the past, struggled with um, how I see myself, how I feel about myself, whether it be physical or mental. And so kind of like what I had mentioned, you know, sticking to like structure, sticking to a routine day to day, one of the things that I know I need to do is get my body moving, whether that is weightlifting, whether that is hiking, whether that is walking my dog for a block around the corner when it's 105 degrees outside, anything like that, I know I need to do. And, you know, I would say you don't really feel the benefits of it so much until there's a day that you don't do it. And you can just feel the weight of that. I think it's like a physical weight, sure. But for me, it's more almost like mental. So just being super intentional. I mean, to be honest with you guys, the first thing I do every day when I wake up is I get my exercise in because it's almost like one of the most important things I need to do. So starting my day with that, it just sets me on the right foot for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah, it's really cool
1: inspiring it is inspiring yeah (laughs) i
0: think we have the same want to do that (laughs) but uh in the morning it's it's pretty difficult for us
2: yeah i mean i think there's a few things that are in play right like are you a morning person yes or no do you have a job that you're remote or that you have to commute to yes or no how early do you start like those are all factors so for me, I work remote, I typically start 830 or nine. So if I can get up two hours before that, and get my body moving, and then start my day, like I have that luxury. And I, I am just so thankful for that every day. But some people don't. So it's like, you know, if you have to start the day at 7am, are you going to be getting up at 435? Like, do you have a 30 minute commute into work? Like, that all factors. And I am not someone that can go like have a full day of work or whatever I've done for the day. And then it's four or five o'clock and I feel energized to go to the gym. That is just not my thing. I'm good with that. I've accepted it. But if you can do that, that is obviously just as beneficial in so many ways.
0: Yeah. A lot of successful people I know always say the same thing of like, just get it over with in the morning. Like it'll make you feel better. Endorphins.
1: Cause like you're starting your day that way, yeah.
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I think the same way, like, Oh, let me just get this over with. And even when I use those words, I like frown at myself. Cause I'm like, it is not something that like it is hard and it is strenuous, you know, but at the same time, like it is so fulfilling and it gets your endorphins flowing. So I try so hard to like reframe my mind of like, Oh, let me get this over with or Oh, I slept like crap last night, like this is gonna stop. Like that never fuels the workout very well. And even I, you know, try to like self-talk myself. I still go to the gym and I'm dragging, but the second I start something, I'm like, oh, this was the best decision I made for the day. I already know it. Like I already feel better. So
1: that's a good point because I've heard a lot of times and I think it's true in practice as well, where people say even if there's something you're dreading doing, usually if you just start it immediately you'll be thankful you did it. And it's yeah. going to a lot better. Um, so it's really a lot of that preparing and like leading up to that gives people anxiety or just, you know, stress about not wanting to do something. But as soon as you go and just start, then it pays off.
2: Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't really know if I planned on sharing this, but uh, that's how I felt about this podcast. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, like I am like petrified, you know, like I'm really not one to like speak up and share. Like I Aww. I don't I don't mind chatting. I enjoy it, but at the same time, like I am very introverted in the sense that I keep things close and I think things like this, you know, like it's not an interview by any means. It's a conversation. But when you're like going into it, you're like, you kind of frame it like some daunting thing where it's like, oh, this is going to be a series of questions. And like, am I going to be saying something that is the most like fruitful? Like, are they going to think like, oh, wow, like, how, like, profound was that, you know, and it's like, you you psych yourself out, you're like, oh, I just want these people or these listeners to think I just have the coolest outlook and it's like okay like you're already like psyching yourself out here because at the end of the day like my life is different than yours it's different from someone else's and it's just this perspective that's all it is but that is all to say going into this conversation I was like oh man like I wish it wasn't like 5:30 in the afternoon I wish I started my morning with this because it just feels like something that you know I want to get through I guess
1: yeah, for sure. No, I could totally relate to that. Like, not just with the podcast, but with like other things as well. Even sometimes, like, hanging out with friends or meeting up with people after you've made plans like two weeks before. Oh, and, yeah.
2: Like,
1: uh, do I really want to go tonight?
2: <laughs> Which is crazy, right? Because, like, I mean, sometimes it's like your best friends, like your yeah. most trusted people, and you're like, Eh, like it's just really necessary for me stay on my couch instead like what lame excuse can I come up with and it's like that is ridiculous it's just like getting to the gym or just like getting to work or whatever it is like the second you're there you're like why on earth was I why did I ever think anything but this being like the best idea you know
1: yeah yeah I like that a lot I mean I think that's something I could probably practice more in our or we could in our day-to-day because Finding motivation to do those things like going to the gym or things that you feel are big obligations, you're right. I mean, it's like the same outlook that you could have on anything else. Like, as long as you just start it, it'll get yeah. easier. Um, yeah. So, yeah. There's a few things like you talking about your baking business, you said that, um, you know, the pandemic really helped you give a pause to like reflect and things like that. Uh, Are there other things or could you talk a little bit more about maybe internal things you went through or a significant moment or experience that led you to discover what you find fulfillment in or how you're doing that continuously today?
2: Yeah, um, I think there are a few things I could say to that, um, I think like I want to kind of share a story that will shed some light on that because uh, I think it just plays a part so much in this conversation and just kind of into like why I moved to Arizona and ultimately landed in so many things that fill my cup now. So uh, when I moved to Arizona a few years ago, I had a, a major falling out with my mom. I've always been close with her even since i was a child i mean i've just always seen her as like a best friend and so you know i always craved her approval you know just as any child does even in their adult life and so i moved to arizona it just it didn't go over well like at at some point after my move we totally disconnected from each other for about a year and i knew that i had the power to correct it i I knew that I could have moved back to Maryland and made things all well and good again. Uh, but that is the thing, is, is correcting it that way, it would have been like under her terms, not mine. Uh, I, I think it just reinforced one of the whole reasons I wanted to get out and be on my own in the first place, is like feeling the weight and expectations of someone else or that someone else has of you fall on your shoulders. It's not how your life should go. I. I thought I understood that, you know, the concept of living my life for myself before that all happened. But then after all that did happen, I think, you know, it just taught me that you can't gauge your own self-worth and your own fulfillment that you feel within yourself on how you think other people see you. You can't like live your life for other people or you'll never truly be right with yourself. So I think that lesson learned has just played so much into the things that I do now. And like the decisions that I make uh, is just feeling that sort of transition from like, okay, am I doing this to please someone else or am I doing it for myself? And I really couldn't even tell you how many times the answer has been for someone else, because for so long, the fulfillment that I felt, came from meeting someone else's like approval basically. Like it just, to me was everything. And now I think I'm still going through it. Just that transition of like, okay, but what am I doing for myself? You know, like, is this important for me or is it for somebody else?
0: It's kind of like me moving to Arizona and Utah. Is that I always felt like every time I moved back to Arizona is for my mom. Whenever I moved to Utah, it's for my dad but then uh, i always thought i did it for someone else but then i saw when i lived in those places i barely saw my mom or dad in both cases uh yeah so i was like did i really do it for me or them and realizing it was probably more for me and with that mindset i think that's what sparked me to want to move to colorado too is that i'm finally doing this for me purely sure and you but <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like yeah. Here. yeah. 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 This like your new, your new space
0: for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad. Right. And, and I think that is such a
2: great point because you guys have moved to Colorado within the last year. Right. Yeah. So
0: like
2: you could, you could find out in three months, like, Oh my gosh, what a mistake we made. Like, this is a disaster. Like this is not what we thought we, it would be or whatever it is, but that is kind of the beauty in it all. It's like that is your decision to make like, And and by no means, Nicholas, if you end up moving to Utah, if you guys end up moving to Utah, if you move back to Arizona, if you go back to Maryland, wherever it is, like, it's not a failure. It's not a mistake. I think as long as you can just confidently say, like, or understand why you're doing it and that that is for your best interest and nobody else's, like, that's okay. But you just have to be able to draw that line because otherwise, like, I just, you'll be bouncing around forever. Like I've bounced back back and forth a couple times too. And I'm just, I'm seeing now it's so easy to look back and say like, okay, I I, I think I did that for the wrong reasons, you
1: know?
0: Yeah, I think, definitely think it was a mistake moving here. <laughs> hey, but, it, was <laughs> <laughs> it was not the biggest mistake ever. <laughs> but it was hard too. Like yeah. from Arizona trying to do it, but we wanted to try it. We did yeah. try it. I think we're glad that we tried it. Yeah. But No, it's probably not the forever place. The forever
1: place. Yeah, it's one of those things where it was like, we, I mean, we need to give it more time. But Mm -hmm. it's, I feel like with anything in life, sometimes we're always wondering, like, what if we do this? Or like, what if this happens? And there could be a lot of that wondering forever. And I feel like it's always better to just try it, you know, obviously, if it's in your means. To go try it learn from it and you know if it doesn't work out then it doesn't work out but at least you're gonna go back and not wonder anymore oh
2: you know? my gosh oh my gosh if you are wondering that feeling just never goes away so i i totally agree with you and yeah i i, I just to like reinforce your guys's point if like you're on the hunt for your forever place like i i don't know to be honest with you guys do you know anyone that has found their forever place? I feel almost that it's comparable to like finding your perfect job, like the perfect career. Like does anyone ever find that? So like, I think I've even tried to change my mindset on that of like, I don't want to be bouncing around every year for the rest of my life. Believe me. But at the same time, I don't want to feel like in 10 years or in 20 years, like, Oh, I've already been here 10 or 20 years. Like, I can't really leave. And and I'm sure there's a lot to give up, you know, as you get older. Like, I'm still in my 20s. I don't have too many ties in any which way holding me in a certain place. So I have that luxury to say that now. I'm sure that would change. But, yeah, like, no place is forever. I don't know if Arizona is forever. I love it. I absolutely love it now. I don't know if I will down the road. It's just kind of like a like an open talking point.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Hey, did you say you went to ASU? Yeah,
1: you did go to ASU, right? I, I did.
2: Yeah, I know. It's it is such a strange journey, my college experience. I did go to ASU for my first two years. And then at the time, I was so sure that like, you know, okay, Arizona, you're great. But ultimately, I want to be back in Maryland. I want to be back where my people are, my friends, my family, like everything I'm comfortable with, it's right there. So I think I was like, I need to move back now before, you know, I start my second half of college and I start getting my foot in the door with career opportunities or whatever comes from that. So I moved back and I, I finished from Towson university. Um, and I spent five years in Maryland after moving back to Arizona. I'm sorry, after my move from like ASU. So when I left Mm -hmm. ASU, I moved back to Maryland for five years and then. And now I've been back for the last two and a half because at age time experience, I'm not really sure what exactly. I'm sure it's a little bit of everything, but it just kind of reframed my mind again of like, did I really give Arizona a fighting chance, you know, or was I so caught up in like everyone else wanting me to come back and all my friends and family that I still love so much, but like really why did I come back what was it really about and I have been back out in Arizona since then and I like you guys I kind of left the door open I was like this could be totally a mistake and I could be back in Maryland again in three months or whatever but I I haven't gone back I I stand by the decision every day I'm I'm really happy with where I'm at now
0: so I don't think I'm allowed to be on this podcast anymore (laughs) <laughs> because I went to U of A and, ooh. <laughs> and as you know,
2: <laughs> yeah, ooh,
0: I never, I never really understood the rivalry. Like, I, I just remember Thanksgiving football games, and they're like, "Screw the other school" and all that stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm just going to school. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Meanwhile,
2: yeah.
0: I had, like, no, U the worst. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but see, that's funny because I'm so conditioned to say that, Katrina. But I, I would stand by Nicholas. It's like, well, what is this really about? I'm not sure. I'm just going to be a part of it because I go to this school, so obviously it makes sense to me. Like, no, I, I, I mean, I never truly embodied that. I'm just kidding. I, uh, I actually toured U of A and I toured ASU. I liked U of A. I loved ASU. I loved the campus. Um, and I just didn't like, like, all I could think about was access to an airport because that's where my mind was at the time. Yeah. Uh, and Tucson was much further, you know, than ASU to Phoenix. So I, I think that played probably more of a part in it than I was willing to admit at the time.
0: It's funny because I toured ASU. <laughs> I, liked, I liked it more. So the only, I, the only reason I went to U of A was because the engineering degree I was looking into U of A only required one semester of chemistry, whereas ASU required two. So <laughs> oh I was like, God. I've already done, I've already done one year of chemistry. I'm not doing another one. So let's just go to U of A.
2: <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Like such, like just such small things. Now we look back and we're like, that was the deciding factor. Like that, but it, it does, and it totally dictated literally your whole college career. Like
0: that is just crazy. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah.
2: Are you are you happy at least that you went to U of A? Uh,
0: mixed emotions. I also so my parents or my mom lives in Sierra Vista, which is where uh-huh. I grew up, which is like three hours south of Phoenix. And um it was closer to her at the time. Uh-huh. Um, but she also moved right as I started college. So it didn't matter <laughs> at that point.
2: Oh my it, gosh, of course you know, she
0: did. She <laughs> moved to Utah and I was I was even thinking like, oh, I'll just go to University of Utah. But it was a little late because she moved literally like right when I graduated high school. <laughs> so I was like, great, oh I didn't gosh. apply to them or anything. The but, timing on that. That is. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I went to U <laughs> Yeah.
2: I mean, at the end of the day, what is there really to say or do unless, you know, just you can just look back on the goodness that came out of it. You can't change it. Right. So it's good that you have a positive outlook on it.
0: No student debt, so that's cool.
2: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That that is a huge win. I gosh, that out of state tuition is uh, no joke. I'm sure it's way worse nowadays. I don't even try to look. I don't want to look. But...
0: <laughs> Didn't mean to hit a soft spot. I
1: know, <laughs> especially now. Tomorrow, Winky face. interest is accruing um, tomorrow. Oh, I
2: know. <laughs> oh um, man.
1: Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say that I really liked hearing about your back and forth journey, like even, like especially throughout your time at college and after and all those things, because I think there's definitely a time and place when we feel ready to move on or ready to start something new with our lives. Where for me, for example, I kind of felt a little the opposite of you coming out of high school, where I was kind of feeling pressure to go out of state because there were quite a few people I knew who were going out of state and people were like, Oh, why are you going to stay in Maryland? Blah, blah, blah. But for me, I was like, I'm just not ready at the end of the day to like leave home home, you know? And um, so that was then. And, and looking back now, I'm like, I'm kind of glad that that was, you know, I, I went to Maryland and just stuck with it, even though I, slowly kind of got annoyed that I was still in the state <laughs> but I came to realize later I wasn't really ready for a move until after graduation and after I had been working for a bit um, and all that stuff so I definitely feel like if I were to go out of state for college it was gonna be super unprepared and you know all that stuff yeah um, you're, you're like back and forth journey of like you know realizing At this point in your life you're ready to make this move and at a different point you're ready to make a different move which is really cool do you feel like you've battled a lot of boundary setting with people around you at those times because you've kind of been with different types of people in maryland and then also in arizona and you know having to move back and forth maybe like make new friends and make a new community around yourself
2: yeah yeah i oh man i I've always been someone that's kept close friends close, you know, so mm-hmm. even my my closest friends to date, they still are, you know, the friends that I met back in middle school, they um are still people I talk to regularly, they come out to visit here, I go out to visit Maryland to see them. So I keep them close, you know, because as much as I love being in Arizona, I hate how far I am away from the people that are important to me um and I think to kind of help fill that void uh you do have to like put yourself out there and make friends in the new place you know like you always are gonna have your friends that you know and trust but there's also beauty in like putting yourself out there like I said and getting to know other people and I ended up living in a house with three other roommates uh Pretty much like in the first two months of moving out here, I moved into this house and they were all girls around my age within a year. Um, I would say we were all just kind of on the same playing field for like where we were at in our life. So it was probably the most seamless, like easy roommate situation you could ever ask for for like living with strangers. Like I did not know these people before. I found the house on a Facebook like group out of Phoenix. And it was just the best case scenario. Those girls are some like honestly, some of my closest friends out here. Uh besides a couple of close friends like I am still very close with from ASU. But um outside of that, they and their friends, like they sort of like we all kind of created a group and before I knew it, every Tuesday night we were hosting bachelorette movie night for the show like on ABC you know we that was our thing every day and we every Tuesday we would do a potluck um and that happened for like a year and a half we kept the house for two years uh and those girls yeah they're still my girls I I hang out with them all the time we have a girl group and uh I am so glad to have them but yeah I think it just really helps being surrounded by people kind of like we talked about in the beginning that are where you're at in your life. They appreciate some of the same things that you do and they're on the road to like bigger and better things. You know, they're just people that you want to surround yourself with. And I think as you get older, anyone, like you sort of uh, start to prioritize that more. Like you don't necessarily want to be around people that don't fill your cup. You want to be around people that empower you and make you better. And I truly feel that I have that here and back in Maryland.
0: I like that plug yeah, <laughs> yeah. <fight>. you're welcome <laughs> so that last question that katrina just asked it kind of made me try to answer in my head and it was mm-hmm. so difficult like mm. i don't think i could have answered it the way you did but on that same path i wanted to kind of shift we've been interviewing mm-hmm. you a lot yeah What's, what's, what's the word when like you're brought into a police station and they just interrogate <laughs> Inter- interrogate I know interrogating you this whole time that's um, exactly
2: what I was afraid of see I told you guys <laughs>
0: but to open the floor for your ability to interrogate us is there any question you want to ask us
2: Yeah I think uh, what you guys are doing is great like I talked a lot about just coming on to this podcast and this platform and talking with you guys it's very intimidating for me right like and I'm the one that's just answering the questions and so for you guys to have to facilitate the conversation and make it seem seamless and easy and like it flows like that I can't imagine but I know it's no easy task and I just can appreciate that you both are coming from different personalities and different perspectives and also having to mesh that together into this podcast so I would love to know like how it started like where did this come from and like what do you guys really plan on doing with it.
1: Yeah, so I mean, where it started, I had been thinking about it for quite a while, but never really made the jump to until there was like one particular day um, pretty recent. I mean, like, really recent before we started this. um, I would say maybe in like July or June. I had a really great day after having um, like a a period of time where things just were not that great in terms of like work and life and all that stuff. Sure. And so this particular day I attended this conference in Denver called Women Impact Tech and, um, and I work in software engineering so it kind of made sense but I was surrounded like all day by these amazing women, um, amazing people who just had really great energy. I was able to network with them, hear about things they're doing at work and their careers and their lives and all these things. And it just felt really good to be around that energy. Um, and just like hearing what people are doing, even what people are struggling with and how they've kind of overcome stuff lately, um, especially with all these tech layoffs. Um, and then immediately after that conference, I attended my first tap dance class that I've gone to in like years. And, um, That was awesome. It was like at a super cool studio. It was a tiny class, but it just it reminded me how much I love doing that. And so I got home that night, and I was like, I just felt so good. And I was like, this is a day where I can say that my cup is really full. Like, I've done things that make me feel good that I didn't really think would. I didn't, you know, I didn't set out that morning and be like, today is going to be the day. (laughs) But the culmination of those things being in those situations, I just had like a great feeling. And so I was like, it would really be cool to hear other people's stories about either what has helped them discover what fills their cup or what gives them fulfillment in their day to day, especially talking to, I mean, I've been fortunate to be able to talk to like you and people that I've known in my life that We've either just caught up recently or maybe I, I'm, I'm still familiar with them to this day, but it just feels like it's a very kind of casual setting where we're just like talking as friends. You're hearing about people's regular lives and what they've decided to do with it, what they've decided to change. And I think it's provided me with some really good inspiration and things to think about. And I I think really the goal is to help other people figure out ways or give examples to other people of what could give them fulfillment in their life. If they're not feeling that way. Um, Cause I know a lot of advice out there is like, Oh, just like try new things or, you know, go find new friends or something like stuff that's very generic, but I think it's really cool when you can hear real stories about how people do it in their day to day. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, that's, that is awesome. I like, I feel like the only way I really get to do that, and I hate to even say this, but like social media, you know, so much of the stuff I'm watching is like, just getting to see like, okay, well, what are you doing? And what is this person doing? And like, what she said really resonated with me. So maybe what she does here will really resonate. So that is, I think, just awesome. I would say even to your point too, like, you taking on people and just like, honestly, just kind of putting their life out there, or what they want to tell you about it, like it's helpful for you, it's helpful for the listeners. But I would also say like, it is helpful for me, I think just to, to reflect and not only like kind of give myself some, I don't know, like some grace, some encouragement and to kind of recognize like where I've come, you know, because you don't really just like talk about it all like this all the time. But then it also kind of encourages you to keep moving forward and maybe like through the conversation or something that you guys say in response or an experience that you share. Maybe it reminds me like, oh, you know, like I've been meaning to do that too. So I think just all around, like it is a really cool way to just, like you said, just casually talk to maybe to people that you wouldn't all the time or that you probably never would. Let's be honest, if it weren't for something like this. So I think it's awesome
0: what you guys are doing. Thank
1: you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was basically forced into this. No, <laughs> not.
1: I brought up this idea and then he was like, oh, you're not going to include me in it? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I guess we'll be co-host.
0: <laughs> no, I think it's pretty cool because I always thought about writing a book, you know, and so ideally this podcast would go into that or at least pieces to build onto. But- well,
2: I think that is, a great point. I would say, I mean, I don't know either of you sprawled Nicholas, this is my first time talking to you. But Katrina is much more like talkative. Uh, She's more extroverted more, I would say, like just lighter, easygoing, but Nicholas, you seem to be way more of like, more analytical, more like, well, I'm not saying anything, but I'm thinking about it and processing it. And so I think that combination there between the two of you really is a healthy balance for something like this. Because you guys probably are thinking through things, whether it's questions or something that I say and you're totally digesting it in a different way. So just that that balance, I'm sure, it's is going to fuel future episodes very well.
0: Yeah, if you saw the behind the scenes we're like pointing at each <laughs> other like, I don't wanna go because I've already talked too much. She's like, I've already talked too much. <laughs> we're
1: like, Who's gonna ask the next question? And like blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's so
0: funny. I think- I think it's good. Yeah. And, and yeah, we bring different viewpoints. So,
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, yeah, I I that would be awkward for me. I wouldn't know how to deal with that if I was being recorded and I was like trying to find the balance between like, okay, am I going to say it or are you?
1: <laughs> you,
2: you probably are just going to have to get good with one episode. Like one of you is going to feel like they didn't talk at all. And the other is going to just like totally take the reins because maybe it's more relevant to them. But then on the next one, the roles could totally be reversed yeah anyway this is your guys's podcast I'm not here oh, to offer this is it
1: more <laughs> episode. like this is the Angie show for
2: this episode. <laughs> I know it's totally my favorite thing ever but no I I really appreciate you guys I appreciate you reaching out Katrina and I just appreciate you guys like just talking with me it was it was honestly great for me too
1: yeah I'm glad you say that and I thank you times 10 for doing it. I was like, this is a shot in the dark, but I mean, I saw we keep up on social media, right? And like you were saying, that's really the only time you get to get a glimpse of people's lives. And so through that, that's where I was like, oh, she's doing something really cool with like her baking business. And overall, even your health and wellness thing that you were talking about before, I feel like at some point in the last few years, you had made some posts about it. And it really, it resonated with me because I personally also go through you know my own health and wellness journey that I feel like is kind of similar in some ways maybe and yeah. so I'm just like through all of that and and in high school too I was like you're just a bright person that would be <laughs> awesome to talk to and so I was glad that you were open to do this because yeah this is this has been an awesome conversation yeah so
2: far. no I appreciate you saying that I really do you've made me feel like very special so <laughs> Yeah, no, I just I so appreciate it. I think, you know, social media is so powerful in good ways and bad and putting yourself out there and, you know, sharing some of your own journey. I think it is scary because ultimately, there's always going to be people critical of you always Mm -hmm. But then there's going to be someone like you that tells me like, hey, that really resonated with me. And so those comments alone, even if there's one person like that makes it worth it.
0: So I just appreciate that you gotta come up with a title
1: oh yeah, yeah a good title for this it's usually some like cool thing <laughs> or something <laughs> that really stands out in the conversation yeah so unless yeah. you as have- <laughs> angie but uh
2: yeah. no definitely not i think like you said i would i would probably listen back on the recording and like that would probably help me i'd be like oh i remember when that person said that whatever but um yeah no i don't <laughs> I am about as good as captions as and titles as picking up on as as picking up on puns. So.
0: The Angie show sounded pretty catchy. Uh, that was kind of <laughs> cool. I <love> that. <laughs> it sounds like a talk show or yeah, it does. A game show. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: yeah, it's pretty good as long as it doesn't uh, resemble like Angie's list at all. I think we're good. <laughs> no,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think. The last question and then we can wrap this up is if you want to um, share with us like the name of your baking business or maybe anything else that you kind of just want to put out there for people to look at or find that you're you're doing right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, My baking business is called Angie's Tears of Joy. Uh, The tears is spelled T-I-E-R-S for cake tears, like cake levels. I did not come up with it. I'm not clever, but uh, one of my dear friends did. And I thank him every day for it. But uh, (laughs) yes, that is my baking page uh, or my baking name. I'm sorry. Um, The only thing I would want to share is this is ironic because uh, I was listening to some of the other episodes and I had heard that you'd asked about like, oh, are there other podcasts that you listen to or books that you recommend? And I was dumbfounded because I was like, I couldn't recommend anything. You know, I don't really listen to podcasts. Uh, if I listen to anything, it's music. I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, and if I read, it's usually just like a fictional book. Like I just enjoy kind of escaping my own reality for somebody else's. But I will say after reflecting, there's one book. Um, that was really impactful for me, and it was a book that I had read when I was going through a hard time with my mom, and it's called Walking on Eggshells, and I forget the author name, uh, but it is basically a book that discusses how to navigate the relationship and the dynamic between a parent and their adult child, and I just thought that there were just some really interesting points in there that you know, like as an adult child, I truly can't appreciate a parent's perspective because I'm not one. And so just reading through that, I think it gives perspective on both ends um, and maybe just, I don't know, makes that that gap, that wall feel a little bit smaller. Um, and it just talks about too, I think the other thing that really resonated with me, it talks about um, the more advice that a parent tries to give their adult child I guess the more it hits home the more it hits closer to the heart the further the adult child is going to retreat they're totally gonna like just totally disassociate with the advice so I just I thought that was interesting and I would just say if anyone is just trying to navigate or understand that dynamic in general it's not gonna help you solve anything but it just gives you perspective
1: I like that a lot.
0: Yeah. Walking on eggshells.
2: Yeah. Walking on eggshells. Yeah. It's a it's a good read. But again, it's it's very specific to me. I realize that that might not be enticing to a lot of people. But again, like we said, if there's one person that needed to hear that, then it was worth saying.
0: Walking on Legos. That'd be another good book to Ah, <laughs> uh,
2: I don't know <laughs> if I agree with that.
0: <laughs> eggshells don't seem too bad. No, it sounds like an interesting book, though. It does. I haven't heard of it. I thought I would, but. Oh, are you well-versed
2: in books? I am not. So that was a big ask for me. But, you know, that (laughs) is my example.
1: Do you have, well, I know you mentioned that you also read fiction books, and I do too. And (laughs) we may or may not have to include this in the podcast, but do you have any good ones that you read recently that you recommend?
2: I am reading right now a book called The Nightingale um ironically enough I had posted this on uh social media a little bit ago because I accidentally ordered the book twice and so I (laughs) joked I was like does anyone want to read this with me and then of course everyone that commented lived in Maryland I was like I appreciate that but the book is here in Arizona so I don't really you know you're gonna have to order it but um there's this book called The Nightingale and I say fiction but uh I imagine that it's it's a fictional story, but with real true events. It's it's based on um, sort of characters that lived in France when uh, World War One or World World War Two was happening. The one that was like from 1939 to 1945. I think it's World War Two. That probably just made me sound so ignorant, but it's very good. Uh, it definitely, I think. For me, like I can't read a totally non fictional book without being bored out of my mind. And so it gives me historical events and things that really are factual, but uh, there's just a fictional sort of story around it. So it's it's really good.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I'm not like one for history type books, but if it's like no don't worry <laughs> <That'd be good. laughs> I would
2: never do that to you I would never I will send you the name in case you want it after after we get off
1: yeah that would be awesome yeah yeah for sure cool all right do you have anything else
0: no nope, I'm good
1: good okay Andy well thank you so much this was awesome and I'm glad we both decided to hop on and just start it and hopefully you had a good time as well yeah
2: no, it was awesome. I can't, I can't thank you enough. I, uh, I just appreciate the time. So thank you both. And Nicholas, it was great to meet you. Great to meet Unofficially. you. Too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much.